0: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Money and Business Hero podcast, where we talk about the three pillars of financial success, money mindset, money management, and money making. My name is Florian Fritz, and my guest today has a very special topic. His name is Steve Bozagani, and he's the founder and CEO of The Appreciation Advocate. Since 2012, Steve has been a small business owner who focused his business around one thing, building deep and meaningful relationships. By doing so, he was able to sell nearly $100 million worth of real estate, working only three to four days a week, and taking one to two months off per year. Sounds great, doesn't it? Yes. Today, Steve helps other small businesses quickly send out among the crowd, build deep and substantive uh, substantive relationships, eliminate burnout, and take more time off, generate more referrals, increase income, and have more fun in their career. Sounds like what everybody wants, right? Welcome to the show, Steve.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, be able to help your audience out today.
0: Awesome. Great to have you here. Now, let's start with um, how did you get into appreciation and gratitude as a business?
1: For sure. Uh, so I'd actually started with uh, with real estate, actually. I was in college. I was not doing uh, accounting, um, and then I had my first internship. Uh, and I realized it just wasn't for me. And there's nothing against the counting, but it, I, it just wasn't for me. So I needed to find a career where I didn't require it didn't require a ton of skills um, to get into that also uh, paid well. <laughs> and I was like, oh well, real estate's the game for me because so that, that, you know they don't need they don't you don't need a degree or anything to do that. You just go get a license. <laughs> so I got that, and I turned out to do really well with it. I met a I met a mentor of mine um, who taught me that. It would be a lot easier to make money and and faster if I just worked on focusing on the relationship being relational versus a transactional. And I was like, okay, cool. That makes a lot of sense. So I started doing that and I started making more money quicker. And the deals I was closing closed a lot easier. I go into an appointment and it would last 20 to 25 minutes versus, you know, going in completely cold and trying to pitch somebody and sitting there for an hour and trying to, you know. Get them to work with me versus walking in and just be, you know, Hey, Steve, here, where's the paperwork? You go take a look at the house. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. We'll finish it by the time you're done. And that was like that. I was like, this is amazing. So uh, I started to become known as the referral guy around the office and people started asking me for it, but they were like, Steve, you know, I just don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And I was just like, okay, wow. There's like a market here. Like I should definitely, you know, a big, one, I just loved helping people do it because I thought it was, i was just so passionate about how much it, I know how much it works and I really want to see other people do it because I want to see them succeed as well. So, and I was just like, okay, let's do it. So then I built this, did the company, uh, the appreciation advocate to actually give those small business owners their time back. So I basically do their appreciation for them since a lot of small businesses don't have that time to put in like a high quality client appreciation program together. But I just don't cost as much. And that's the whole focus of being in focus towards small businesses versus like, you know, corporate environments who pay 15, 20, $25,000 or just like the consulting fee, you know, mom and pop and average Joe don't show up for that comfort, you know, that conversation most of the time. (laughs) I was
0: was just about to say, you said uh, the objection people had is I have no time for building those relationship. And you said that's actually giving people time back.
1: It is. It is. It's so. And so. Not only does it. One of the things was me keeping my cost. What I charge is probably anywhere from one sixth to one tenth of what a normal gifting company costs, just because I wanted to give that access to the small business owner. Uh, And then two, when you build by relationships, you do get your money back, or sorry, you get your time back. Um, so that's, and time is our most valuable asset. So if, you know, for you, like if when I was in real estate, my, my, I did calculate my time value of my hour and it was, came out to be like $1,325 an hour. So if I was doing that in real estate and I was spending it on like pointless minutia, I was costing my business up to, you know, $8,000 a day. (laughs) So it's like, well, let's just not do that and, you know, focus on, you know, more money-making activities, which was investing in people, investing in relationships, um, and, and being intentional about referrals as well. So, you know, you can always just be nice, 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 nice. And that's, you have to have two things. You have to be both competent and you have to care. So there's a, you got to have a healthy mix there. You can't be just all care because then nobody will think you're competent and you can't be all competent, like all real estate all the time or all business all the time, whatever the business is. Um, and they'll just—they'll never think you care. They only think you're trying to pitch them on something and trying to get money out of them. So you have to have a healthy mix of those two things.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. That's sort of getting into my next question. Question before cool. before we get into what a gifting company actually does or what do you what you do for people, how do you build relate good relationships?
1: Uh, well, one, you want to invest in people's emotions first. That's where you want to focus because you know, people buy emotionally and they justify logically. And that goes for people too. So like when someone buys into you as a person, they want, it's because of the way you make them feel. So when I, when it comes to building a relationship, you've got to know how to make someone feel good and positive. And, um, I'm in the process of writing a book and it's not out yet. It's not going to come out for like another six to seven months or so. But, um, the whole point of the book is making impressions. And they talk about the impact of an impression, how no impression is uh, created equal. And, you know, like a first impression and a second impression will have more weight and value than maybe a sixth, seventh or eighth uh, impression. So that's like being able to maximize those impressions and and, and invest in people's uh, emotional bank account. That's where you build your relationships because people do have an emotional bank account that most people think they don't even know about it or they don't invest in it. They, most people are just like all about the financial bank account. And it's like, they don't always focus on, they, they want that, of course. Um, but you can get to the financial bank account faster if you fill up the emotional bank account.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do I build that great first impression? How, how do we do that?
1: Well, certainly not the way I did it. <laughs> with a with screaming baby in your hand. So uh, what I would do is, um, actually be prepared for the, the, the conversation. So like if you're meeting someone, even if it's just like, I don't know if you're meeting your girlfriend's parents for the first time or whatever, um, be prepared, do your research, know who you're walking into, what, what, as much as you possibly can do to know about that person and then leave an unexpected gift when they, and when you, when you drop it by or when you're done with the meeting. Uh, and I mean like post, you know, post, um, post meeting. And then, so like, if you leave, let's just stick with this example of like meeting your girlfriend's parents, like they're not expecting you to, to leave a gift. They're just, you know, dad's probably thinking you better not do anything bad to my daughter, you know? <laughs> so like, but if you leave that, you know, that dinner or wherever you guys go, you go home and, uh, you know, you leave some kind of, um, you know, send them a set of cut conines knives or something, then they're going to be like, Whoa, this guy means business this guy's a high quality guy because this gift is a high quality gift. And it's not just like, he's not just sending us flowers or chocolates. Like we call that in-house here at my company, we call them fart in the wind gifts because it just makes one impression and it's gone. So we don't, we don't, uh, we don't want much something that sticks and makes an impact and an impression over and over and over again.
0: Okay. uh, Great topic. What are good gifts that are not farts in the wind?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So a good, so we act, I have some uh, criteria for that. So the, what we can actually, I can give this to your audience as well, if you want. Um, But what we have, what's it's called the six things that make a great gift. And it's six things that always, that all a great gift always has is uh, one, it's going to be focus. The focus of the gift has to be on the recipient, not the giver, because if it's about you, the giver it's a promotional item. Like if I give you a box of pens with my logo on it, it's a promotion. It's not a gift. Or, or anything, it doesn't have to be pens. But the second thing is you want to have high quality gifts. So like I said before, a Cutco knife is a high quality gift or um, any like a Bose set of speakers or any kind of, you know, top of the line name brand type of stuff. Like, you know, Louis Vuitton, if you're going that high, but that's expensive. <laughs> so like, it's up to wh- however, wherever your budget is, everybody has different budgets. But um, any kind of high quality item, uh, remember the gift is a symbol that represents what the relationship means to you. So if you give them a low quality gift, you're basically telling the person, "Hey, you don't really mean that much to me." And it does send a message, and that message is received. A lot of people don't because the feedback loop is such a lie. Um, people always say, "Oh my god, this is so great, this is so nice, thank you so much." But they're going to turn around and regift it, turn around and throw it in the trash, turn around and you know put it in Goodwill. But because they lie, but no one's ever going to say, "You know what, this gift sucks. You can take this home and shove it up your." You know what? You know, no one's ever going. No one's ever going to say that to you. Probably so, not. Right. Right. Exactly. So that's why you have to make sure it's a high quality gift because you're going to get a, a life at the end, no matter what, um, unless it is a good gift. And then you'll get the, you know, you'll get the the genuine real reaction. Oh, my God, this is really nice. Thank you. This is like super cool. Um, the third thing. So anyway, focus. We have high quality. The third thing is personalized. The gift should be uh, unique to the recipient. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be engraved all the time or personalized that way. Uh, I do highly recommend that getting engraved or personalized. Like if you can't get something, someone's name written on something, or or something that maybe a quote that's important to them, at least get like their favorite color or some other part of the gift that you can customize. Maybe a personal note, something like that. Um, the fourth thing is make sure it's a deep emotional impact. Like we were saying, it's got to make sure uh, we make that deposit into their emotional uh, bank account because uh, people make those decisions emotionally and they justify logically. So um if you're if you can hit their their heartstrings then you're already ahead of the game uh fifth thing is uh staying power like i was saying before with like the cutco knives or any kind of like uh some anything basically anything in the kitchen um this one goes hand in hand with the high quality stuff like nice things don't get tossed or forgotten these are these are useful they're significant and they get kept they get used they get they get seen uh and then every time they are used and their their practicality makes them think of you the user thinks of you every time. I mean, I was given a pair of Cutco scissors when I was 23 and I, every time I use them, I think of the guy who gave them to me every time. So I mean, he lives in my brain seven years later. (laughs) So um, build a connection is the last thing, which is the sixth thing is don't forget the basics. Just remember the entire reason you're giving somebody a gift is to build a relationship. So always have the gift sent with a personal message and it can be a video A handwritten note and i mean a handwritten note not like a mechanical you know machine that writes notes for you to save you time like i mean write it yourself or have someone on your team write it or something um and attach that to the gift in some fashion
0: okay cool um so you need to do some already know that person or do some research so you can find something personal
1: Yeah. And that's, and that's for me, like when, when I was in real estate, I did, what I did is I focused on my top 25 to 30 people. And because I knew them the best, I knew their, 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 their quirks. I knew their inside jokes. We had um, any, I knew their favorite colors. Um, If I didn't know, I just asked and it wasn't a big deal. Like no one's going to be like, what are you talking about, Steve? They're just like, Oh, oh, Steve, thanks for asking, blah, 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 whatever. So Mm -hmm. like when you have client relationships like that, it's easy to invest in them because you know them well and they trust you and they're well-received. So, yeah, I would recommend every business has its quote unquote best people. And I think those are where you should focus more of your time rather than, you know, spraying a database of 20,000 people and be on your top 10 percent or your top 5 percent.
0: OK, so know your best clients and talk to them.
1: Yes. Get to know them more. Make, you know, a, a 200 relationships a mile deep is worth way more than 20,000 relationships an inch an inch deep.
0: Okay, great, thank you. Now, how do I make money from this?
1: How do you? So here's the here's the fun part. So, the whole aspect of gratitude is when you're investing in people's emotions and people's um, their lives and their personal lives and showing that you care. Um, what happens is gratitude. This is where when you attach gratitude to a specific and deliberate, purposeful plan, then that's where the ROI comes in. Because now you're not just like giving when you get get a chance, like that's just you know spontaneous gifting. That's fine, but when you attach it to a plan, which is what I what I do here at Appreciation Advocate, is a systemized relationship marketing. So when it's attached to a plan, the ROI is stupid. Like f- for example, we have a real estate agent who spent ten thousand five hundred ninety dollars, and at the beginning of twenty twenty two. And the return on the investment was, I think, one hundred forty-three thousand. So, so he, so I mean, his net is like one hundred thirty-two thousand dollars. So, like the ROI is there. It's like a fifteen x. Like that's so most so most marketing campaigns that you can buy or execute today don't typically go that high. Mm-hmm. Um, I and and my the fifteen x is on the lower side. Some of these are some of these gratitude campaigns go up to like fifty x or a thousand x or hundred x or like you know, direct mail has not, is not really going to do that. The same the same kind of performance or, um, you know, any kind of like cold calling, you know, that's an investment of your time more than it is money, but still time is more valuable than money.
0: It is absolutely. So does this, uh, real estate is an example where, well, I earn quite a lot from every client, right? Yes. Does this work the same uh, if I have low ticket items?
1: Uh, it depends. So when, if you mean by low ticket, you mean cost, then yes, it can work. Um, if you say low quality, then no, it won't work. So like, if you give somebody like a cheap Pez dispenser, that's not gonna, work. <laughs> that's not gonna work. But like, if you were to like, you don't, you could get somebody that make a, maybe like a, okay, for example, I gave a woman one time, she had her, her dog that she absolutely adored. This Her dog passed away. So I had a, watercolor painting of the dog made in a frame a picture of her and the dog and it was like i changed it from the picture itself to a watercolor version of it and it and i you know i put it in a frame a matte frame like a nice frame and i had it sent to her and that gift cost less than 30 dollars, but the emotional impact was like probably worth three thousand dollars so that's so yes that you can do it on a on a i wouldn't say a shoestring budget um, but I, I mean, I would be spending, I'd be focusing more on the emotions and the cost doesn't necessarily matter as long as you're, as long as it's a quality gift.
0: Yeah. I wasn't thinking so much about the cost of the gift, but, uh, like the lifetime value of the clients.
1: Oh yeah. So yeah. With yeah. One yeah. client,
0: you're making hundreds of thousands, um, with yes. selling in real estate, it's different than you're selling, I don't know, books for 20, yes. 30, uh, dollars.
1: Right. So, the, yeah. So what I would say is the the life, whatever the net value of the client is, you should be spending five to 10% of your, of that client's, of that client's income to you on them. It should be reinvested into them. So when I, you know, if you, if a client is worth $50,000 to you per year, you should be spending 2,500 to $5,000 on that client each year. Now it doesn't mean all at one time. Like you can spend, you know, if let's say your budget is 4,000 for the year, you can spend a thousand dollars on them per quarter. That gives you a long range of gifts that you can spend on this person. And you can do a lot with $1,000 um, per quarter for one person.
0: Okay. I think that's a great rule. Five to 10% of the, the value. net the,
1: the net value. Of
0: the value of the client. Yeah. That that makes sense. Okay. So now we know how to build that relationship. You said your company does that for me um, or for your client. <laughs> uh, so we, yes. So we don't have to spend that much time on it.
1: Right. Yeah. I basically give you a packet, you fill it out of all your best people on it. And then I come back to you with a plan for it. And then you sign off on it. And then we do the plan. And I just tell you when they're going to arrive.
0: Okay, so I give you the list of my top clients uh, with all the information I have about them. And mm-hmm. you think about possible gifts for them. Mm hmm. And you come back to me and say, well, let's send them, well, I don't know, every quarter, this person will get this, this, this. And every month, this person will get this, this. Once a year, this person gets this, something like that.
1: Yep. Basically. Yeah. Long story short, that's basically it. And then you just sign off on it and say, uh, yeah, this looks good. Um, I want Johnny and Susie to get uh, this and this. And I'm, you know, Tim and Gina should get this and this. And then the long story short, the plan gets put together. And then, yeah, after that, you just sign off on it and we do it. And then we have like in what's called an in-hands gift day, like the day the, the gift is supposed to show up at the door for them. Um, so I'll, basically what we'll do is we'll reach out to you um, and let you know, like, hey, just so you know, this gift, the gifts are going out, your in-hands gift date's coming up. Just make beep, you know, put it in your calendar to follow up within two, two or three days after the gift arrives. Uh, just to say like, Hey, it's, it's a way to make contact. that's not awkward or salesy because me personally, I'm more on the introverted side and this was using gifts was something I always used to break the ice. Cause I never wanted to call and say, Hey, do you know anybody who's looking to sell real estate? Like I never wanted to be that guy, but it was always easy for me to make a phone call and say, Hey, just want to let you know. I tried. Ch- I was thinking of you guys the other day. I sent you guys a gift. I wanted to make sure you guys got it. And they were like, Oh my God, yes, Steven arrives. It's so cool. This is so nice. Of you like this is the, the coolest thing. I've been talking about it to all my friends. Um, thanks so much. And and people would just without even without me even asking, they would say, You're definitely like our favorite real estate agent ever we tell all our family members and friends about you. I'm like, perfect. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted you to do it from the beginning. <laughs> and I didn't even have to ask.
0: Okay. So you're not actually asking for referrals, uh, you're just waiting for people to be so happy about the gifts that they give do give them automatically.
1: Sort of. So after a while, like if, if, if they aren't already talking about how great you are um, once in a while, it's not, it's not inappropriate to ask. So there is a point where like um, when it's appropriate to say, Hey, look, I'm not, you know, whenever it, it, it however, the conversation presents itself, if there's an opportunity to ask, like if they start asking about how the market is uh, for, if you're in real estate and I will use real estate, cause that's where I come from. But like, if they're asking me like, Hey, how's the market? Um, yeah, you know, tell them about the market, but like, by the way, so you guys have any other family members and friends moving? Obviously I'd much rather work with your family members and friends than a complete stranger. Like that's a way I would normally ask. And they were like, Oh yeah. Like we, you know, we have, you know, our friends are moving in from Florida. um, So let's go, let's do, you know, make sure I give them your number. It's like, that's like a way to ask without being salesy.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, apart from uh, giving gifts, any other tips uh, or tricks to build great relationships? Uh
1: I do video. I like I like sending video a lot, like a video text message um is really nice or video emails. Um consistency is really, really important. Um if you're not consistent with it, then it's then even a good gift becomes a fart in the wind gift where it's just kind of one impression. So trying to keep be, maintain consistency with it. It's like for me, I did this seven, eight, some of my clients seven, eight, nine years in a row, they've been getting a piece of mail from me. I mean, in in real estate anyway. Um but like if if you were a client i was trying to pursue or trying a, a client of my company i'd be making sure you get loved on at least once a quarter
0: okay with a video message or like snail mail hand, or
1: hand, hand, yes i'd i'd probably give you a personal note video message some kind of gift um at, well outside of gifting um on top of the gifts you'd be getting personal notes a video something that just shows like hey i recognize you as a client i appreciate you as a client um, I appreciate, and I value the relationship that we have and anything I can do to help you grow in your career or grow in your life in any way. Let me, let me know. I'm here for you.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Now, um, uh, since we're talking about m- making money here, yes. For you personally, how important is money?
1: Uh, it's, uh, I, the way I view money, um, is actually, is actually as a tool. So I, me, for, for me, money is just a tool to get things. Uh, rather it's not, it's a, so I'd say it's more like, I'd say it's like a seven or eight on a, out of 10 on the importance scale. Um, because I, because what's really important is what money can provide. Um, and the way I view it, I think the best way I've heard it was a guy named Brian Buffini who described it as, uh, money's like fire. Uh, it can either heat your home or burn the house down. So you just have to, it's something that needs to be respected and uh it's just a tool to be used so that's that's the way i see money
0: okay great thank you and what's your personal purpose for money what do you need it for or want it for
1: uh so are you asking for like personal goals or you mean like like some of my hobbies and stuff like that
0: um however you want to understand the question oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what's your so, purpose I mean, for money what do you what's so- you need money. To- so
1: multiple things. So obviously keeping uh, a roof over my head and my kids and my family and stuff. But I, I think for me, just keeping the business going and being able I can't live out my purpose in life of helping other people um, grow their careers if I don't have money. Um, so that's for me, that's kind of what it is. And then obviously I can't live out my own personal life and goals and dreams if I don't have money. So uh, those are what, <laughs> that's what my that's what is important for, for me.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Now for our audience, for the listeners, what's your best wealth building tip?
1: Oh, this is, this is an easy one for me. And it's also not flashy or exciting in any way. So I apologize for the lack of excitement on this one, <laughs> but it's just being consistent. Um, for me, I know that whenever, if you're, so for me, my retirement account, like I have been doing my retirement account consistently every uh, two weeks for like last, since I started it actually. So that consistency, and even my kids' college funds, like my my one kid just turned two and he's already got like a large five-figure amount in there. But I'm not spending more than a couple hundred bucks a month on it. But just because I'm consistent with it every month, and it's so boring. And like, I think Warren Buffett says, Warren Buffett's like, uh, investing in anything should be as fun as watching paint dry. And that's about as fun as this is. It's about why (laughs) it just month of the month move the money move the money move the money so if you're trying to build wealth tortoise in the hair just be the tortoise i know it's not fun or exciting or exhilarating but be the tortoise that the tortoise always wins
0: awesome absolutely consistency keep keep going keep investing your money yes Uh, and don't go to the casino with it yes (laughs) A good okay. good piece of advice <laughs> okay great um steve if people want to have more help um about the gifting relationship um marketing how can they find you how can they get your your six step um report or your pdf or what it is
1: yes a pdf yeah you can just reach out to me just send me an email uh it goes to my it is my personal email it's uh steve at appreciation dot com which is pretty straightforward um or you can just give us a follow on Instagram at appreciation advocate.
0: Okay. I'll definitely share those links. Uh... Oh, we
1: do actually, now that I think about it, we do actually have a uh, a webinar that we teach every week as well. Uh, it's the same thing as my website. It's appreciation advocate, appreciationadvocate.com slash webinar. You can watch a, we teach um, people how to do this. It's free. It's not, it's not a, something we charge for.
0: Okay, cool. So I'll put that link uh, at that link as well. Sure. Great. Thank you so much for coming. I think that was some valuable information. Yes. Anything we forgot? Anything you want to add, Steve?
1: Uh, No, I think that was was pretty um, all-encompassing in my opinion.
0: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Then thank you for coming again. No problem. Thank you everyone for listening and see you again on the next episode. Bye-bye.